Hello and welcome to the Unadorned Word, a, a daily Bible reading and devotional podcast. My name is Rosie G and I'm speaking to you from the beautiful Gold Coast in Australia and this is podcast number 33. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate your time and I hope that you are as blessed by listening as I am by reading. The theme as we read through the Bible in this first year is the milk and honey life, the life of risk and responsibility. It takes risk to get honey from bees. It takes responsibility to get milk from cows. A full life, a great life, is a mixture of risk and responsibility. You might ask, why a Bible reading podcast? The Bible has changed my life and I've seen it impact and change the lives of people all over the world and throughout history. Schools have been started, hospitals built, slaves set free. And these things are not just happening in the past, these things are happening in the present. Because people get passionate about Jesus, read the Bible, and their lives get changed. Bring it down to everyday ordinary life. Families are changed. Drug addicts and alcoholics turn their lives around. People impacted by Jesus start to work and build their families around God's love. And that brings change. It happens because the Word of God is alive and speaks to us today. Wherever we are, whatever our situation, the Bible speaks to us and through Jesus, our lives and those in our sphere of influence are changed. So I hope you enjoy today's reading and today's reading is from Exodus chapter 10 to chapter 14. And our key verse will be Exodus 13, 5. A land flowing with milk and honey. Our signature theme this year. Exodus chapter 10. The Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I may show these signs amongst them, and that you may tell in the hearing of your son and of your son's son, what things I have done to Egypt, and my signs which I have done amongst them, that you may know that I am the Lord. Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and said to him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go, that they may serve me. Or else, if you refuse to let my people go, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your country and they shall cover the surface of the earth so that one won't be able to see the earth. They shall eat the residue of that which has escaped, which, to re which remains to you from the hail and shall eat every tree which grows for you out of the field. Your houses shall be filled, and the houses of all your servants, and the houses of all the Egyptians, as neither your fathers nor your fathers' fathers have seen since the day that they were on the earth to this day. He, Moses turned and went out from Pharaoh. 
Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long will this man be a snare to us? Let the men go, that they may serve the Lord their God. Don't you yet know that Egypt is destroyed? Moses and Aaron were brought again to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go, serve the Lord your God. But who are those who will go? Moses said, We will go with our young and with our old. We will go with our sons and with our daughters, with our flocks and with our herds, for we must hold a feast to the Lord. He said to them, The Lord be with you if I let you go with your little ones. See, evil is clearly before your faces. Not so. Go, now, you who are men, and serve the Lord, for that is what you desire. Then they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. The Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, that they may come up on the land of Egypt, and eat every herb of the land, even all that the hail has left. Moses stretched out his rod over the land of Egypt, and the Lord brought an east wind on the land all that day and all night, and when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. The locusts went up over all the land of Egypt, and rested in all the borders of Egypt. They were very grievous. Before them there were no such locusts as they, nor will there ever be again. For they covered the surface of the whole earth, so that the land was darkened, and they ate every herb of the land, and all the fruit of the trees which the hail had left. There remained nothing green, either tree or herb of the field, through all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste, and he said, I have sinned against the Lord. And he said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now, therefore, please forgive my sin again and pray to the Lord your God that he may also take away from me this death. Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. The Lord sent an exceedingly strong west wind, which took up the locusts and drove them into the Red Sea. There remained not one locust in all the borders of Egypt. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he didn't let the children of Israel go. The Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand towards the sky, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. Moses stretched out his hand towards the sky, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. They didn't see one another, and nobody rose from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Pharaoh called to Moses and said, Go, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds stay behind. Let your little ones also go with you. Moses said, You must also give in to our hand sacrifices and burnt offerings, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Our livestock also shall go with us. Not a hoof shall be left behind, for of it we must take to serve the Lord our God. And we don't know with what we must serve the Lord until we come there. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he wouldn't let them go. Pharaoh said to him, Get away from me. Be careful to see my face no more, for in the day you see my face you shall die. Moses said, You have spoken well. I will see your face again no more. Exodus 11
The Lord said to Moses, I will bring yet one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. Afterwards, he will let you go. When he lets you go, he will surely thrust you out altogether. Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man ask of his neighbour, and every woman of her neighbour, jewels of silver and jewels of gold. The Lord gave the people favour in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man, Moses, was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of his of the people. Moses said, This is what the Lord says, About midnight I will go out into the middle of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the female servant who is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of the livestock. There will be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there has not been, nor will be any more. But against any of the children of Israel, a dog won't even bark or move its tongue against man or animal that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between the Egyptians and Israel. All these servants of yours will come down to me and bow them and bow down themselves to me, saying, Get out with all the people who follow you, and after that I will go out. He went out from Pharaoh in hot anger. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh won't listen to you, that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he didn't let the children of Israel go out of his land. Exodus 12 The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be to you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth day of this month, They shall take to them every man a lamb, according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too little for a lamb, then he and his neighbour next to his house shall take one, according to the number of the souls. You shall make your count for the lamb, according to what everyone can eat. Your lamb shall be without defect, a male, a year old, You shall take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at the evening. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel on the houses in which they shall eat it. They shall eat the meat in that night, roasted with fire and unleavened bread. They shall eat it with bitter herbs. Don't eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted with fire, with its head, its legs, and its inner parts. You shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, but that which, re- but that which remains of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. This is how you shall eat it, with your belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste, for it is the Lord's Passover. For I will go through the land of Egypt in that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, 
both man and animal. I will execute judgments against all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood shall be to you for a token on the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be a memorial to you. You shall keep it as a feast to the Lord. You shall keep it as a feast throughout your generations by an ordinance forever. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away yeast out of your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. In the first day, there shall be to you a holy convocation, and in the seventh day, a holy convocation. No kind of work shall be done in them, except that which every man must eat. Only that may be done by you. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for in this same day I have brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations by an ordinance forever. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the twenty-first day of the month at evening. There shall be no yeast found in your houses for seven days. For whoever eats that which is leavened, that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is a foreigner or one who is born in the land. You shall eat nothing leavened in all your habitations. You shall only eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Draw out and take lambs according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. You shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning, for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. You shall observe this thing for an ordinance to you and to your sons forever. It shall happen when you have come to the Lord when you have come to the land which the Lord will give you, as he had promised, that you shall keep this service. It will happen when your children ask you, What do you mean by this service? That you shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he struck the Egyptians and spared our houses. The people bowed their heads and worshipped. The children of Israel went and did as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. At midnight, the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of livestock. Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. He called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up, get out from amongst my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go and serve the Lord as you have said. 
Take both your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. The Egyptians were urgent with the people to send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We are all dead men. The people took their dough before it was leavened. Their kneading troughs were bound up in their cloths on their shoulders. The children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they asked of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and clothing. The Lord gave the people favour in the sight of the Egyptians, so they let them have whatever they asked for. They plundered the Egyptians. The children of Israel travelled from Ramesses to Sukkoth, about 600,000 on foot who were men, in addition to children. A mixed multitude went up also with them, with flocks, herds, and even very much livestock. They baked unleavened cakes of the dough which they brought out of Egypt, for it wasn't leavened because they were thrust out of Egypt and couldn't wait, and they had not prepared any food for themselves. Now, the time that the children of Israel lived in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of 430 years, to the day, all of the Lord's armies went out from the land of Egypt. It is a night to be much observed to the Lord for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord, much observed by all the children of Israel throughout their generations. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. No foreigner shall eat of it. But every man's servant who is bought for money, when you have circumcised him, then shall he eat of it. A foreigner and a hired servant shall not eat of it. It must be eaten in one house. You shall not carry any of the meat outside of the house. Do not break any of its bones. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. When a stranger lives as a foreigner with you and would like to keep the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised, and then let him come near and keep it. He shall be as one who is born in the land, but no uncircumcised person shall eat of it. One law shall be to him who is born at home and to the stranger who lives as a foreigner amongst you. All the children of Israel did so. As the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. That same day, the Lord brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their armies. Exodus 13 The Lord spoke to Moses, Sanctify me, all the firstborn. Whatever opens the womb amongst the children of Israel, both of man and of animal, it is mine. Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you came out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, for by the strength of hand the Lord brought you out from this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. Today you go out in the month Abid. It shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Hivite and the Jebusite, which he swore to your fathers to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey, that you shall keep this service in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and in the seventh day shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten throughout the seven days, and no leavened bread shall be seen with you. No yeast shall be seen with you within all your borders. 
You shall tell your son in that day, saying, It is because of that which the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. It shall be for a sign to you on your hand, and for a memorial between your eyes, that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this ordinance in its season from year to year. It shall be, when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanite, as he swore to you and to your fathers, and will give it to you, that you shall set apart to the Lord all that opens the womb, and every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the males shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, and if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck, and you shall redeem all the firstborn of man amongst your sons. It shall be, when your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is this? That you shall tell him, By strength of hand the Lord brought us out from Egypt, from the house of bondage. When Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of livestock. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all that opens the womb. But all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. It shall be for a sign on your hand and for symbols between your eyes, for by strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. When Pharaoh had let the people go, God didn't lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, for God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness by the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up armed out of the land of Egypt. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the children of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones away from here with you. They took their journey from Succoth, and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might go by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night didn't depart from before the people. Exodus 14 The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they turn back and encamp before Pehaharoth, between Migdol and the sea, before Baal-Zephon. You shall encamp opposite by the sea. Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will follow after them, and I will get honour over Pharaoh and over all his armies, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. And they did so. The king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was changed towards the people. And they said, What is this we have done, that we have let Israel go from serving us? He prepared his chariot and took his army with him, and he took six hundred chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with captains over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the children of Israel, for the children of Israel went out with a high hand. The Egyptians pursued them, 
All the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army overtook them, encamping by the sea beside Pihahiroth before Balzephon. When Pharaoh came near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and the Egyptians, behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they were very afraid. The children of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you treated us this way to bring us out of Egypt? Isn't this the word that we spoke to you in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Moses said to the people, Don't be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today, for you will never again see the Egyptians whom you have seen today. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall be still. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry out to me? Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. Lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. Then the children of Israel shall go into the middle of the sea on dry ground. Behold, I myself will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they will go in after them. I will get myself honour over Pharaoh and over all his armies, over his chariots and over his horsemen. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten myself honour over Pharaoh, over his chariots and over his horsemen. The angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them. It came between the camp of Egypt and the camp of Israel. There was the cloud and the darkness, yet gave it light by night. One didn't come near the other all night. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. The children of Israel went into the middle of the sea on the dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the middle of the sea, all of Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and his horsemen. In the morning watch, the Lord looked out on the Egyptian army through the pillar of fire and of cloud and confused the Egyptian army. He took off their chariot wheels, and they drove them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let's flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. The Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come again on the Egyptians, on their chariots, and on their horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it. The Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the middle of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots, and the horsemen, even all Pharaoh's army that went in after them, into the sea. There remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked on dry land in the middle of the sea, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. 
Israel saw the great work which the Lord did to the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. So that was Exodus chapters 10 to 14. And our key verse today is Exodus 13, 5, a land flowing with milk and honey. Thank you for listening to the Unadorned Word. I do hope that you are enjoying the podcast. Exodus 13, verse 5. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, and Jebusites, the land he swore to your your forefathers to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey. This is the day the Israelites leave Egypt. The night before, as they had been warned, they stayed in their houses, the lintels, the wooden frames around the doors stained with blood. They've eaten the lamb, the lamb taken into their house, the lamb they've petted and taken care of, the lamb they've fallen in love with. This lamb was slain. The blood placed on the lintels, protecting them from the wrath of God to come. As they ate the precious lamb, the angel of death swept over Egypt, taking every firstborn from every home, not protected by the blood of the lamb. The Israelites were spared, even as they had been spared so many of the plagues. The blood of the lamb marked their households as those who believed the word of God given them by Moses. In the last few weeks and months, they've seen miracle after miracle. Their hopes have been lifted and fallen and lifted again as the plagues have been unleashed on Egypt. It's 430 years since the family of Joseph came to Egypt. They are now a tribe of over 600,000 men, plus women and children. And God has given them a promise. God's promise to them is that the land he promised Abraham, Isaac and Jacob is there for them. And it is a land flowing with milk and honey. A prosperous land. For many years the Israelites have been slaves. It's very difficult for them to grasp what God is giving to them. Metaphorically, Egypt is the world's kingdom. The Israelites plucked out of Egypt and delivered into their own land, a prosperous land, a land flowing with milk and honey, a land of risk and responsibility. This historical picture of God saving a people through the blood of a beloved lamb, releasing them from slavery, given provisions from those who had robbed them, with the promise of an abundant and prosperous future. This is a picture of our lives when we enter God's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, when we trust in the blood of the lamb who was slain. Revelations 5, 5 to 9. Like the Israelites, it's sometimes hard for us to grasp what God has given us. The Passover lamb was slain, its blood placed on the door of the homes. The angel of death passed over those homes, 
the blood saved the Israelites from death. It revealed them as those chosen by God to be his people. The blood of the Lamb, who was also the Lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus. When he was slain, his blood purchased people from every tribe and nation. As the blood of the Lamb separated the Israelites and began the process of forming them into a nation, so the blood of the Lamb of God separates those who believe into a kingdom of priests to reign upon the earth. A kingdom of people called to serve God and reign upon the earth, to live the milk and honey life. To get milk takes discipline. Every day, at the same time, those animals need to be gathered up and milked. I've done that. When I was a kid, my friend used to come and visit her grandfather in the dairy farm behind her, behind us. When she visited, we'd get to go over there and we'd get to help bring the cows in. We'd gather them from the field and we'd get them and we'd be on the road and we'd be walking them up the road going, hop, hop, hop feeling like kings because all the traffic's waiting behind us till we got to the dairy. Every day, twice a day, those cows have to be gathered in and milked. That's a lot of responsibility. That takes a lot of discipline. There will only be milk if this is done with consistency and discipline. The supply of milk needs to be built. Lambs and calves need to be born. It takes discipline to get milk. Honey takes risk. It's a risky business, taking that hive full of bees, opening it up and taking out the honey. Often when we think of the promised land, we have the false belief that it's a place of ease, a place where every need is taken care of, where I can laze around the swimming pool with no cares and no responsibilities. Some might think that taking great risks is the opposite of living a disciplined life. But look at the lives of those who take great physical risk. There is a huge amount of discipline involved. If I'm going to climb a mountain, I need to train and discipline my body consistently. Training to peak performance so that the risk of climbing a perpendicular cliff can be achieved. It takes risk to leave a job and go to university and retrain. It takes discipline to stay the course, to do the study, to go without financially as you carefully and methodically train. It takes risk to uproot your family and go where God has called you to go and build a new life. It takes discipline to build that life. It takes risk to love and to forgive. It takes discipline to build new thought patterns and habits. We have come into this land through the blood of the Lamb, called to love and to serve. And my prayer for you and for me is that we would live in this land with boldness. We would take risks. We would build spiritual and practical disciplines into our lives that would enable us to live the milk and honey life. Thank you so much for listening. I I really appreciate your presence. I really appreciate your time. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes or Stitcher. 
and tomorrow we'll catch you again as we read our next chapters in Exodus, chapters 15 to 19. And our key verse tomorrow, if you do want to go and look it up, is Exodus, Exodus 15, 13. Go forth, live the milk and honey life, prosper and grow. In Jesus' name, amen.